Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome into another episode of Five Out. When you say Five Out, what do you mean by that? A lot of people on Twitter last week were calling for Matt's, quote, job on this show. Well, you're going to get an answer to that really quickly, right off the top. Also, Kemba Walker, knee's not looking so good. I don't feel good about it at all. Tyler, shocker, doesn't feel good about it at all. And it's not just a short-term thing. Everybody knows that, but it's just it seems like it's getting worse and worse by the day. Everything that we hear every time it gets talked about by Brad. Also got some prop bets that were sent my way recently from betonline.ag that I wanted to share with you guys. And I'll get Tyler's take on a couple of them. And then just in general, we got... We got basketball back. If you're listening to this, basketball is about to be played tonight or basketball is going to be played in the near future. Or maybe even basketball is already played by the time you listen to this. Either way, you can leave a rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you listen to the show. We're also on radio.com and wei.com. And if you have anything you want to complain to us about, please direct your questions to Matt. Or if you really want to, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at 5 Outpot. And let's get it going. Can you fire somebody if they're not present for the firing? I have no experience in this room. I'm just curious if you know. Yeah, didn't Craig get fired on Friday on his day off? Craig? Yeah, from the movie Friday. <laughs> Never seen that movie. With Ice Cube, and I don't know who else is in John Witherspoon. And basically, I haven't seen this movie in years. But like the plot is the dude got fired on his day off on Friday. Oh. And so Ice Cube and him and I'm smoking some weed. And there's a lot more to the story. But yeah, one of the characters, the main guy, got fired on his day off. Really? Well, on a day off. Wow. Well, I mean, I don't know what Matt's doing. Maybe he just knew that it was coming for him. Because uh, apparently now everybody thinks I have the power to fire him or get rid of him somehow, kick him off the show. I don't know, whatever. But people were clamoring for it last week. They wanted it. They were pissed at him. It was the busiest that Five Out Twitter has ever been, I think. What was it? It was over the Gordon Hayward stuff. And then there was some other bullshit. I can't remember what it was. But it, that, the Gordon Hayward thing carried over into the next day. People were not happy. Did you catch any of it? Because I know you were busy with uh, with OMF and everything. I missed a lot of it, but I guess my summarization of it will be that it all started off Gordon Hayward. 
Mm. Me saying that he was like the number four player, important, whatever. And then Matt saying he's the number five guy. Right. And that's where it all went downhill from there. One guy went at Matt, then two more jumped in to go at those guys. And then it ended up being a legitimate Twitter conversation, which we're trying to get that following going at, at five out on Twitter. At, at five out pod. There at you five go. That correct. That avoid. We need more Twitter followers. Come on. We, so, well, I mean, I'm not exactly. We enjoyed discussions like that. Yes. It was. See, that's the thing that was so weird about it is Matt was actually like diplomatic in the course. I mean, he still gave his opinion and everything, but if anybody who listens to the show for more than five minutes, whenever Matt's been on, you know that Matt is, that is not a word I would usually uh, use to describe him, but people were still getting like pissed about it. He's talking about basketball. He's talking about Gordon Hayward. Who gives a shit? I, I don't know. I thought Matt handled it well. And if anybody walks away from that and is really upset, I don't know. I, I feel like you got to revisit things. I mean, I know it's Twitter, but shit, Matt was, Matt couldn't have been more tame in all that. Trust me, that that is as good as it's going to get with him. When in a heated, like in a in a sports conversation, that dude. I mean, I've heard him lose his. He makes fun of baseball. I've heard him lose his shit over Xander Bogarts, which he claims to not give a shit about that sport. I've heard him get so talk about basketball with him. Forget about. It. But still, would you call it? Would you label him a coward for not showing up today? Because he knows that he was going to get fired. I don't know if the firing thing's real. If this is stick, but I hope he's out somewhere getting drunk or something. Because that's what I'd be doing if I wasn't here. Yeah, well, uh, you'd be out somewhere getting drunk, or you'd be sitting in your place playing 2K and getting drunk. I'd be socially distancing in my room playing 2K <laughs> and drinking beer. <laughs> well, maybe that's what he's doing. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll change my mind by the time uh, by the time we're back on next week. But I'll tell you what, the fact he's not on has already got me. I was already a little annoyed going into this because the the Kemba Walker stuff that we're seeing, Ty, where Brad Stevens was on the Zoom call today, and he, what is it? He's like he's making progress. He's he's building it up, whatever. But he practiced for a little bit today, and now he's. Not even going to be able to play in the first scrimmage. He's pretty darn close. That was one of the quotes that I saw in all this. Pretty darn close, but he can't make it through a full practice. And he's not going to scrimmage on Friday. I tell you what, I don't feel good about this shit. Not at all. This is bad. No, he's not He's not playing if there was a game tomorrow. I think that's pretty evident. And what's more like, what's reading the situation, why is it that he had all this time off what three, three and a half, four months almost. Long and, his knee, and his and his knee is just now getting in pretty close. So how convenient timing is that? Why is it that a weeks out of you know days away from games, his knee is now all of a sudden pretty close? Uh, we I had hundred days, and he was fine apparently before we had the time off. He was probably playing at eighty percent. I'm guessing not a hundred percent, but guys aren't doing that in the NBA late in the season at all. And there was a really telling quote, and I wish I had the transcript from Brad. Brad said, oh, well, his knee's not as bad as, you know, what's going on out there? Like, referencing the pandemic. Mm-hmm. That is a telling quote, like, basically saying his knee is not as bad as a, you know, pandemic that's killed all these people. Like, that tells me all I need to know about the status of his knee. And for him to say he's pretty darn close, I'm going to believe the other one where he says the pandemic line. That is the exact wording, but he alluded to, oh, it's not as bad as what's going on outside, you know, in the real world. Dude, that is such bad deflecting. Totally yeah. trying to use misdirection, get everybody's mind on the pandemic and how serious it is and all that. We all know, Brad, we're around 
Every friggin' day we've been living it for the past however many months. That's why we're looking forward to this basketball shit getting going and all the other sports for that matter too. And now it's like Kemba – I mean it's not just about – the thing is with Kemba, it's not just about the short term here and now. Yeah, obviously you need him and you need Tatum. For all the stuff that I've been saying, if Kemba's not healthy, then the Celtics don't have a chance. You need him and you need Tatum. After that, then if you have those two guys, then you could maybe survive one of your important players being gone. You can't survive either one of those two being done. No shot in hell. And with Kemba, it's not just, you know, oh, my wife's getting my wife's pregnant and she's going to have her kid and I'll be gone for this series or a few games. It's I might be hurt now and this could be a problem next season and next season and next season and what is that? Then this contract's done. This is brutal, Tyler. I am legitimately worried now. I the the most worried I've been about Kemba Walker's knee throughout all since he got here. This is bad. I remember like right before the season ended, he I think there was a quote from Kemba about how he doesn't have much cartilage in his knee. Like it's and then if that is the situation um we're looking at, that is never gonna get better. I don't if think you so. are, if you're looking at like essentially a bone on bone or close to that, where you have like a, almost nothing in between, that is going to be a painful knee for the rest of his career. He's going to be dealing with that. I mean, he might have to be playing not at hundred percent to get in the tournament, which at this point you need Kemba Walker on the court. If he can play and can trust his body and go out there and do it, then he has to do it. Even if it's at 80%. I just don't know what this is going to look like now. Like, what what kind of player is he going to become if he doesn't have that quickness? Because he's already so small, and he's a good shooter. Don't get me wrong, but that's his quickness what? is his game. And he's had what three surgeries on the knee? Yeah, I think it's just two or three, something like that. Yeah, he's had a lot. Uh, had quite a bit of work done. It's been a and it's been a problem. I mean, yeah. God, man, this is this is brutal. I mean, this this is not a short term thing. This is. I mean, and we've heard it since it, it got aggravated again at the All-Star game. This is something he is going to continue to deal with throughout the course of his career. And, and that's fine, but when like, – it, it's one thing when it's an issue that you're going to deal with throughout the course of your career. I understand that. When things get back to normal, you got to make adjustments again. That's fine. But now it, – I mean, you spelled it out perfectly, Tyler. You had this long-ass break. I get it. It was weird. It was pandemic. You maybe lost some time working out, lost some some of your strength, whatever. But I thought that there was enough time for him to get rest, which he needed, and then build himself back up where when things get rolling, when you guys have a timetable, because I'm sure Kemba and the players you know, had a better idea about the timetable for when they were going to restart before we did. Like they had at least a, like even if it was just a week, they had a, an idea of it sooner than we did. I don't understand how you're not ready yet, unless this is a problem that you just. Are you? What does he become? If he is he become a backup, a glorified backup point guard forever? Like I don't know. So limited if he doesn't have that quickness. Well, I mean, we kind of got a pretty good example of it. I don't think we're even near this at all, and he hasn't had nearly the same amount of injuries. But Kemba Walker is kind of giving me a little bit of bad nightmares, flashbacks, or whatever to Derrick Rose. <sighs> once, you, once you said nightmares, I knew exactly where you were going with it. Damn, that would be brutal. Multiple knee injuries. I mean, not nearly the player in terms of style and athleticism, but no. he is a guy who stops and starts a ton and takes yep. a lot of hard falls. And he, like we said, has had multiple surgeries on that knee. 
And so for him to have all the time off and for to also pass on the NBA All-Star break, keyword there, Nick Fryer, break, mm-hmm. that he chose not to take a break on. And so, okay, he didn't get the break. He just got three and a half, four months, and it's, he's not fine. And all of a sudden he got back and only he's been back in the bubble for, what, 10 days? And now he's pretty close to returning. I'm not buying that at all. He may be pretty darn close. I say more likely than not, he's at least at least a week or two away. I haven't seen anything. I'm basing this off words on Twitter and just reading the situation. But yeah, I mean that's where we all are. I think he's not. I think he's. I think he's more likely weeks away than days away. That's a better way of putting it. See, uh, to being full strength or being ready to go completely. He's not playing. He couldn't play tomorrow, so I think he's more that more likely than being a week away than being a, than days away. I think we'll it's see longer him. Longer than sooner is what I'm saying. I think we'll see him on opening night, and I think we'll see him play four games in the seating. I don't think you'll see him more than that. I don't think you'll see him play a single minute. In, maybe he plays ten minutes in the third scrimmage. That's going to be max. That's it. I think that they're. I just wonder if they're trying to get him to full strength and see if he can get there before they unleash him and then see how he bounces back. But even then, how are you not at full strength at this point? It's been months. You have I mean, he's, not, he's not participating in live scrimmaging at practice. Brad said yep. he did not do anything live today. He did the first hour, which means what is likely? Do you think they did the first hour all of drills and then they <laughs> said, hey, you reached your hour limit? Or do you think there was maybe some three-on-three continuously – drills where he's going to get some contact and he's going to get some pressure on that knee. Hell no. He, he did the first hour and was, I I'm guessing here again, this is total assumption land, but um, he's, he's not able to scrimmage right now. He can only do shooting drills and ball handling drills and conditioning drills. He's not, I don't think he's, he's ready to go for live contact. And Brad essentially said that today or yesterday. Pretty darn close. Come on. How man. are you if you, how are you pretty darn close if you can't participate in live scrimmaging yet? See, that's the thing I don't get about some of these they when they some people when they talk about the injuries too, how do you not like how do you go into that saying, yeah, you know what, we're going to he we know where his injuries at. We know he's not ready, but we're going to try and I just feel like pretty darn close is a terrible way of trying to hide it. And then you're going to go and deflect and you know talk about the like whether you're talking about the pandemic or all the social justice fighting that's going on out there, whatever it is, like you're going to try and distract people from that. It's not going to work. It never does. I just, I don't get it. And this is just, I have, I mean, when I saw pretty darn close, I was like, well, you know, I saw, I saw it was a uh, greenie over at Barcelona had already p- pressed the panic button on Kemba Walker's knee. I did that as soon as I saw uh, that comment pretty darn close. Now, he also did follow up that exact same sentence by saying he will be reevaluated tomorrow. Um, he said this today, so that meaning Wednesday will be reevaluated with the likelihood of going live on Thursday morning in practice. So he does do that on Thursday. That's great news. But we need to see multiple days of hard practice yep. and him responding and how it responds from there. That's a big situation and, and of what if, because if he doesn't, then who are you turning to? Carson Edwards? Tremont Waters. Tremont Waters. That would be a wet dream for Matt. Pun yeah. not intended, but you it was a good one. Oh, you want to start Romeo point guard? That's what you want? Yeah. Cam would take all the time you need to start Romeo point. Yeah. And the thing is, too, it's so frustrating. Right? Like the, 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 the only thing that, that Kemba did 
I would say wrong that's been frustrating in all this is, I mean, is, that we know of is he played during the All-Star break. That was it. I'm not questioning his work ethic in terms of him getting back, and I know you're not either. It just doesn't make sense that he can't get there because Kemba Walker is not like a dog in the bag, a bad sense. Like he's he's the dude's gonna work his ass off, and he's still not he's still not ready yet. I don't know how anybody's not freaking out like that's a Celtics fan that cares. You want to hear that. another uh, telling quote? Uh, no, Brad Stevens this afternoon. He's been going every day to some level in the last five days. Initially, we thought it would be more every other day. Oh, oh, God, that sounds awful. So he thought he'd be able to practice harder every other day as opposed to just doing a little bit every day. That's not good. Alluding more to that he's not able to be in a live contact situation. Yeah. He's felt great, but he's been able – he's been – able. He's been able (laughs) – wow. He's been able to add strength, and those were things we needed to prioritize. I mean, Showing up with a need that you have to prioritize to add strength to? This sounds like Derrick Rose. I'm sorry. Yep, yep. it, it does. So much like Derrick Rose. I, and he's I'm not coming off of a injury, but like, these are just weird comments. Like, not, yep. It'd be more promising, Nick, if Brad Stevens said today he looks good. And from what I've seen, he looks good. But no, he's got to say, "Hey, he's pretty darn close." Mm-hmm. Looks he, looking this... good is what I've seen from him. Is what he's showing is promising. He's pretty darn close. Is like I'm trying to sell it to you that that he's going to be able to be back on the court. Today. Well, but Ty, I mean, we we want honesty too. We don't want him to just come and go and tell us he's good and he's not good, right? I mean, you you and I definitely don't want that because then it's just what are we doing? Like it makes our job infinitely worse. We want them to tell the truth, and I think fans want that too. I just don't like you saying he. He's pretty darn close because to me that screams he's not close. He, you're, 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 you think he's taking the right steps, but you are very, very, you are very far from optimistic about where things are going. That's what that tells me. I'd rather hear he's progressing. There's still work to be done, but he's progressing. He's not where we thought he would be at this stage of the process initially, but we're we're working towards it and we've we've made, taken strides. Still not that settling, but. I don't know. I feel more comfortable hearing that. Maybe it's because it's out of my own mouth. I don't know. And I, I don't know what his workout schedule was like, but when he got back to Boston and started doing those late workouts, uh, when they were back, when they were allowed to go back mm. in the facility, his knees started hurting. Exactly. I, I, I understand the idea that you have to strengthen the knee up, especially after the break, but I just would have thought he would have been doing that beforehand. If they came out and told us, hey, he probably wasn't just not responding right and never has. Maybe. What if that's possible? That could be possible. I, and I that's concerning. I doubt Kemba Walker has been negligent and trying to get be you know, be in good uh good good shape and right. you know, doing the basketball and I'm sure he has a gym in his house or has access to one. I'm sure he has been Hey, hey Grant Williams, he had to be training. He, Grant yeah. Williams so his knee is either A never flared up until he got back to Boston. Or B, it's been a problem all along. I think it's probably more likely B. Mm-hmm. And and look, the, I know I know there are Celtics loyalists out there who want to think, oh no, everything's fine, everything's fine. But you know, believe me, I don't want to see Kemba Walker get hurt. I want to see the Celtics, you know, and tie the same way. We want to see them do well. We want to see them compete and get in the big games. But if you try and connect the dots and you just pay and you're paying attention to what's being said and what's not being said, you can't be unsettled. 
after seeing all that. And and, I, and it, it, it annoys me a little bit because I don't I, I don't understand how we got here. I know he's had multiple surgeries, obviously the cartilage and all that crap. Like it, it makes sense, but I'm still stunned that at this stage in like where he is in terms of where we are in terms of the restart. I mean, we're recording this the day before the scrimmages start. And where Kemba Walker, you know, very much status up in the air going forward. I, I just don't know how Celtics fans aren't rattled by that. If you, anybody isn't, should be. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're straight without him. I mean, whether he, if he doesn't play any, any regular season game and then only returns for the playoffs, that's concerning as well. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see him get some regular season games under his belt, maybe against some trash teams like the Wizards or I don't even know if they play the Magic. Like one of these bad teams, just give him maybe 20 minutes. Don't rush him, Brad. Like, if he's a problem now, he can probably get some rest and maybe make it better with some treatment. I'm not sure. But he didn't have the NBA expertise and that, you know, a trainer available to him 24-7 to get STEM and get ice and do all this special shit that happens to NBA players. It's unbelievable stuff that the, that the, the treatment, the high level of treatment they get compared to anywhere else in the world. Um, so Kemba's now getting that for the last 10 days, 12 days, 14 days, plus when he was in Boston back in right. return. So hopefully this thing is turning the corner. And when we get back, we get to Thursday, he does do some live scrimmaging. I'm pretty pessimistic about it, but we'll see yeah. on Thursday, man. Even in the short term, even in the short term, like if it all works out well, that's great and everything. But I just don't know how you don't look beyond and look to the future and again, get concerned. Because let's just say by some freak chance, he feels good. The Celtics go on a run. Let's say they get to the Eastern Conference Finals. They're not going to get this the normal layoff that they get. So that's going to be tough on Kemba again going forward because he's going to have short recovery time, expect to be back, ready to go, and contend and compete because they'll have a year under their belt and all this shit. So there's just a lot of red flags with the situation. You know, when we're going into, you know, again, we're, we're getting ready for the scrimmages, which I'm excited about. Um, for, so everybody knows, too, as a programming note, the Celtics play on Friday. Um, which would be, what, the 25th, then they play the Sunday, then they play a week from the day we're recording this, so that would be Tuesday. We will not, because of the, the, the time of the game, I think, when's the time of the game? I actually had checked this. So that is on Tuesday at 8 p.m. So, you know, I have furloughed friends, and who knows what else is going to be going on between Tyler, Matt, and I. We're going to do, um, we're not going to record that show on Tuesday for Wednesday. We will record on Wednesday for Thursday so that we can kind of just do a whole preview thing for the bubble and we're kind of working out what we're going to do in terms of the coverage throughout the bubble because it's it's a different situation and obviously the Celtics are playing we want to focus on them so we may tailor it a little bit differently than we're doing during the regular season but we will let you guys know next week but no we're this is the first time in a while we're not coming out Wednesday it will be Thursday but Ty I mean we got the the um, obviously, the Celtics aren't starting their scrimmages till Friday, but everything starts on Wednesday. I mean, in general, is there anything that you're looking forward to aside from just getting NBA basketball back finally? Uh, the arena. Have you seen the pictures of the arena? The ballroom? No, not the ballroom. The actual like arena they're playing the games. Oh, at. yes, the um, yes, yes, it's I have. Awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. It looks very cool. I don't know why they don't put this at the you know. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks games where nobody goes like these, like this setup is really cool. It, it makes it look like it, it kind of looks like, you know, the uh, NBA all-star like celebrity game where they put it like in this like weird type of like smaller arena with some like metal bleachers around it. It's kind of like that, 
but um, with like a really cool branding around it. It's very cool. So the thing- I don't think bands or anything, but the arena looks cool. And just to watch some NBA basketball is great. Like I think basketball might be easier to watch without fans than baseball. Like I've kind of had a tough time watching some of these baseball games mm. that have been on the last couple of days or so. But yeah, I'm excited when the uh, NBA's back. It's going to be weird when it's football without fans. That, I don't know. I, what they're talking about doing, what, 20% right now, I think, fan capacity or something to that effect? Uh, for the Patriots? No, even for football, yeah. Yeah, well, Gwen's saying, I'm, I'm hearing that it's no fans, and Dale's saying 16,000. Okay, well, 16,000. I mean, I could see how they could do it in Gillette, but either way, for me, I think football will be weirder without fans than anything else. Hockey, too. Football, yeah. yeah. Football will be strange. Yeah. Very strange. But basketball, I mean, I just want to be able to hear the players. That would be the biggest thing for me. I would love to, to hear those guys talking shit and complaining left and right out there. But when what, going back to what you're saying, though, about the, um, the stadium and everything and why they can't do that with the Hawks, I think, if nothing else, though, if anybody is going to take something from the experience, and I'm talking – NHL, MLB, NBA, and NFL, the NBA will learn from all of this. If there are any changes to be made or that, that, that they learn about from this, the NBA will be the ones to pull out from it, but to, to, to extrapolate information from this. I guarantee it. So as much as, yeah, this has all sucked, I'm sure they'll go and turn it into a positive. I don't know what that what that is. I mean, they think of things before we do, obviously, so that's why they make all that money and we're you know, here doing our show on a Tuesday night without our um, partner who was supposed to get fired today, but whatever. But yeah, I think that, I think they'll, they'll pull something out of this um, for sure. I'm looking for, like we said, we're looking forward to, to what this is going to look like. It's an AAU style thing. There's going to be games played like throughout the entire day, every day, pretty much. And there's, I don't think there's going to be any, there's no overlap or anything like that. So that's nice too. Because I've definitely dealt with that sometimes, trying to balance between like Nets and Celtics. So, you know, I, I, there'll definitely be some days where I'm just camped, just sitting on my couch, getting ready, just watching a shit ton of basketball. And I, how can you yeah. complain about that? I mean, all these players have been in the bubble for 10 days, been at home for three and a half months. So a lot of them are going to be either chiseled and like be ripped <laughs> out of their minds, like Zion, whenever he gets back, that'll be awesome. But a lot of players have either gone in, in one, one of two different ways, gotten skinnier and uh, lost a bunch of weight like Mello, which is unbelievable. Have you seen Mello recently? I did not Mello see Mello. Like, Mello looks like he's back at uh, Syracuse. Like, is he really? Super skinny, man. Oh, yeah. Look at him on Instagram. He was posting up somebody at practice today, and he looks like he's 20, 22 years old, 24 years old Mello. It's unbelievable. Really? Like He was getting a little heavy there at the end. And just in the last four months, he's he's dropped a bunch of weight. Really, Carmelo Anthony. This is a guy too who was considering not possibly not coming too. Was it on the Blazers? Um, Instagram. No, Mello's, uh, I think it was on Melo's Instagram. His story. Maybe. Um, let's see. I can't find it. Uh, Bleacher Report. Oh, Bleacher Report. Okay. That's no. crazy. Oh, NBA Twitter must have been loving seeing that. They Melo is one of their guys through and through, like a nauseating end. Uh, let's see. I can't find it. No, I can't see it anymore. But that's cool. Yeah, but it's, it's whatever. But yeah, I, there's going to be the, the, the bubble is going to be strange. You know, obviously the NBA wants to see Zion go and make it. The, the Blazers are going to be out for blood. The Nets are going to look very strange. And then 
Some teams are one phone call away from being without their superstar player, and they're going to be screwed. All it takes is one guy calling in on the snitch line. I'm, you know, obviously everybody's going to be watching Chris Paul throughout all this because he is not putting up with anything. And speaking of that, I got some uh, some of the prop bets from BetOnline.ag, and I'm curious, Ty, if you are interested in any of these that I have so far. So we got. Will the NBA regular season restart on time? It looks like, you know, obviously that could change, but it looks pretty good. Will what the NBA – Say it again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Will the NBA regular season start on time? What so the odds? Then there's uh, will the NBA season finish with the new format? Will an NBA player test positive for COVID after July 15th? So obviously I got these a little bit um, – before we did we did this show, will an NBA team uh, removed from the bubble be removed from the bubble due to COVID concerns? Yes, absolutely. You, you, okay, so if you say yes, the uh, what's the line on that? Plus nine hundred. The line great, on that one. That's a great bet. If okay. one moron gets it, they're all in the fucking locker room together and on the court together. Like if you get if you get six guys out of eighteen or what seventeen that are on the roster, they're gonna remove the whole team. Like they're not just going to play with eight guys. And I mean, I guess they could, but like at that point, those guys will probably withdraw themselves. Like if six, seven, eight guys get it on a team, they're done. Now I know Tyler's not one of the members of the winner's club pod, which Shime and John Anderson were doing before the pandemic and mutt, but Tyler knows his shit for sure. So that's all that one. Uh, those again, these are odds from BetOnline.ag. What's the next one, Ty? Uh, will the NBA ban players from social media inside the bubble? You think that one's possible? No, I mean, yeah. are these how old are these, dude? They're already in the bubble. Yeah, well, they could do these. These are not that old. This could they could do they it. They haven't banned it yet, so why would they? I don't know. That's a dumb bet. I wouldn't bet that at all. Okay, well there you go. Uh, will an NBA player be removed from uh, bubble the bubble due to violation? Now we haven't seen anybody removed. Obviously, we saw Rishon Holmes have to quarantine because he went outside. He violated rules. But do you think anybody will get removed due to a violation? Uh, I, I so we got the money. So. so we got the the was it plus so. three hundred for yes, minus five hundred for no. We're only at like day eleven in the bubble so far, something like that. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it was July tenth they got there. Um, yeah. so yes. we still got for most of these teams, at least two more weeks. Um, and a lot of them are going to be playing 50, 60 plus days, uh, since they entered and we're at day 10 right now. So it's pretty easy right now. You on a, a you, go, you go to a place on vacation for two weeks, you get real tired of that place. And so you, these guys are going to be tested, but I, I bet. Yes. Plus they're going to. Okay. The last one is, has me wondering when the heck did I get these odds? And I got them on July 19th. So that was not, it was only what, two days? That's two days before we're recording this thing. So I don't know how, why did he, oh, well, player test positive for COVID after July 15th. If I could read that one. Oh, there you go. That's there what you it was go. before. So do you yeah. think a play, okay, so the, the, so yes is minus 500, no is plus 300. And then what's the last one? Uh, will any NBA player violate bubble guidelines? Again, why, Rishon Holmes already did that. So, what are you doing? I don't. I don't get. That's the only one that doesn't make any sense. I guess in the grand scheme of things. Uh, before we get going, and uh, Tyler, thank you for giving us sharing your gambling expertise. I'm sure Matt would love to do that for once. He loves that stuff too. Uh, KG, trying to be an, the, one of the owners of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Do you have any pressing thoughts? Because I saw Twitter was all abuzz about this. I mean, 
great for KG. I'm sure, he'll do good things for them. Timberwolves definitely need a change. I thought I he hated him. I thought they like he had plans to become an owner when he was there, and um, Glenn Taylor somehow like screwed Kevin Garnett yes. over. Yes, and like they were never even on speaking terms. Mm-hmm. Now, like now he's like, well, hey, if you're not gonna give me part of the ownership, then I'm just gonna come buy it. Mm-hmm. That's a little different, though. I mean, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. That'd be weird. They'd be able to do a business transaction, but if he if Taylor wants out. And KG wants in, then who gives a shit? If he's getting all that, that guy's getting all the money. Why does he care? And KG just wants part of the team. KG from a Shams article. Uh, Kevin said that he hasn't retired his number twenty-one jersey with the franchise, so that's his choice. Because quote, he doesn't. I I don't do business with snakes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, that's I guess I, I guess you, but purchasing a franchise from a team does not constitute as yeah. business. Apparently, we're not going to be partners. I'm just going to buy it from you. Yeah, good for him. I'd say he's in a a group, so he won't be the sole owner. But no, no, no. But he'll be the face. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You got him, and then A Rod's trying to buy the Mets, and he wanted to get Joe Sy from Brooklyn involved. I think it was Mason Plumley is somehow involved in that whole purchase too of the Mets. Players wanting to be owners. I like. I know Plumley. Plumley's not a current player anymore, right? Plumley's out. Or no, is he with the? Is he with the Nuggets? No, Mason Plumley. There's three Mason. of them. Mason. There's three Plumleys. No, I know Mason Plumley is the one I'm talking about. What about him? He's still in. I'm drawing a no, blank I here. That Miles. Miles is still in. Or is no, it Mark? No, I think Mason's still in. Is it yeah, Matthew? Mason, yeah, Mason's still in. Mason's still in the Nuggets. No, yeah. Matthew is the one still in. No, dude, Mason's still in the Nuggets. Or is it Michael? It's Mason! You're, you're a dick. No, I, I just realized you're freaking being an asshole. You're such a dick. Yeah, no, it's Mason Plumley. God, I hate you. Because um, I just remember Matt was talking shit about him with Team USA all the time, too. Or was he ta- no, it was Brooke Lopez he was talking shit about. But anyways, point is that um, Mason Plumley apparently wants to be one of the people. He wants to. He's part of A-Rod's group to buy the Mets. And I just find it strange that all these players want to make investments like, in sports franchise. I understand – Expanding your portfolio, I mean, and then you got Kevin Durant part- purchasing part of a, the Philadelphia soccer team in the MLS. I don't know. I just find some of these guys they try and just get a little too fancy with some of their investments. And I don't know if investing in a pro sports franchise like that is necessarily a, the best business move. But what the shit do I know? Never, investing in the NBA, Major League Baseball, the NHL, and the NFL is a lottery ticket. It's never their investments have never ever failed. Never ever failed. Never no, happened to anybody. Ever. Not not. Do you do you see any of these teams going out of business? No. NHL, maybe I think the Atlanta Thrashers did. Like I don't really know much about the NHL in terms of the business stuff, but mm. three MLB, NFL, and the NBA. These teams rake in the cash in the last 15, 20 years. They're they've doubled, tripled, quadrupled their their money. The guy who who bought the Jacksonville Jaguars, Shad Khan, he's worth billions of dollars, but he bought the team for like seven hundred and twenty-five million dollars, like ten years ago. It's worth like two point two billion now. Mm-hmm. Imagine just so you think so they so ten years ago, yeah, they in that right right the Warriors became infinitely more a uh, valuable team and all this different shit. Obviously, the Patriots have become a much all more valuable them, team under Kraft. All of, doubled, all of them doubled in the NBA. So you think that's going to continue? That, that, that everything's going to double over the next 10 years. 
I don't, sure. I don't think it'll explode like the last 10 years, but I don't see why it would ever stop growing. These okay. teams are all these teams are building their own arenas, which a lot of them will own part of it or all of it. And the TV dollars are going to keep going up, especially during the pandemic where nobody can go to these games. Those when we can never go to a game. So forward, wouldn't the team be more valuable? I'm already reduced as it is. Now adding gambling that's being uh, legalized and a lot more. That's now a new avenue or a place uh, for yeah. all these sports. So I, mean, I don't I don't see why. I think it's a great move by KG. Well, KG's is fine. I mean, I get it. I understand that's all. Like, I, the, the Plumlee one kind of kind of baffles me a little more. The yeah, current players doing do? it. What did Plumlee do? Plumlee's the Mets one. Plumlee's in with the A Rod on the Mets. Oh yeah, I don't know about that. The Mets suck, and I don't know. <laughs> the A Rod one baffled. The A Rod wanting to buy a team he didn't play for is the same thing as Jeter doing his. Why yeah, do you, you want to buy an NFL team or an NBA team and you have the money? Why wouldn't you do it? You're not going to lose money. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I just think that I you could be wildly wrong here, but I don't know of any examples of that happening. Well, I mean, every what goes up must come down. That's just my theory. That's my theory in life, period. So why is, all good so things must come dollar, to an end. The, well, the, American, the American dollar goes up like every year in terms of uh, inflation. So – Naturally, the value of teams will go up as well. Well, wait a minute. It goes up in terms of inflation, but then it's like – then that, that doesn't necessarily help it in the world market, I believe. I think the euro then becomes more valuable and all these different stuff. America. Yes. We are – by the way, just so everybody knows, you know, we're, some people like Matt like to pretend that they're doctors on this show. Tyler and I are not financial experts, just so everybody knows. Anyways, you got anything else before we, uh, before we get rolling or get out of here? No. The Celtics right. worth nine hundred million dollars. Jesus. Oh, that's pretty good. All right, we will talk to you all again on Thursday next week. What it do, baby? Yeah, you already know. I'm just trying to be alright with it. Yeah, I'm just trying to be alright with it. Yeah, I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to spend the night with it. Yeah. I just wanna be alright with it. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. Hey, I got no resolutions. I'm just hoping for some- This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.